Hey there, Ordo here. I just wanted to say that when we initially recorded this episode, the Somniel trailer hadn't come out, uh, in English anyways. So our information is a little bit out of date, but with the way that there has been such a delay with how the English outlets are releasing this information, what can you do, right? Anyways, it's still a good time regardless, and thank you for listening to the Emblem Support Podcast. Now, Marth, what time is it? It's time to engage. Emblem, engage! Welcome to the Emblem Support Podcast, engaging with the Emblem Ring Ike, I am Ordo, and him, engaging with the Emblem Ring Lynn, is Cardwiz. Build an army, trust no one, except for us. This is the Emblem Support Podcast. And my good friend Ordo, we are just a month away from recruiting a bunch of anime teenagers with attitude. Just over a month away until we summon the Emblem Zord power. Just over a month away until we grab our morphing rings and shift into Engage. But before we deep dive into the Emblem Grid, I must ask you, what have you been up to lately? Ooh, since last time. I'm going to go through a couple of these real quick. I beat Danganronpa 3. I oh. think it's uh, I think it's okay. It's not as good as 1 or 2. Um, still worth your time, though, especially if you got Game Pass. Um, I beat Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Got the Platinum on it. Um, again, another game really worth your time if you're into Dragon Ball. And then I played Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I beat it. Not sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to Forbidden West anytime soon. And then I am playing. Um, oh, which I'm trying to wrap up Super Robot Wars 30 because I've had that for like a year, and I've just been kind of <laughs> teetering on the end. It's it's a good game, but what really kind of annoys me about it is that you do all the paths at once rather than kind of having parts where you split off and go oh over to this path and over to this path, making for kind of like two playthroughs of roughly 50 stages each. This one's been like one gigantic playthrough of 108 stages, and it's really tiring. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my oh, god. Wow. Even even me, a giant robot lover, I'm just like, this is this is a bit much. So yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Not, not much other, else other than that. That definitely does sound like a bit of a trial. I, I remember I tried to play uh, Horizon, not Forbidden West, uh, Zero Dawn, whatever. Yeah. I think I tried that, but I think I only got to the part where you just entered the open world, and I was just like, okay, this is too much for me. I'm overwhelmed by this one, and I'm not loving the combat enough to go all in. Yeah, the combat is, when it when it hits, it hits, but I always feel like there's so many of like the machines in the world that it becomes a chore doing some of the combat sometimes, and it's just like, oh, oh my god. There's another stupid thing attacking me when I'm just trying to get to where I need to go here. And the worst enemies, you would think it'd be that giant T-Rex looking thing, which you don't run into that many of, thank God. But it's the, I think they're called stalkers. They're basically like panthers that can turn invisible. And <laughs> they, they actually have like these little like detection mines that they put out. And if you trip one of them, it goes beep, 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 beep. Then it explodes. And then they know where you are. And then like three or four of them pounce out at out you. Like I was just like, Okay, I just see one over there. I can easily get it with this arrow. And I was sniping it, sniping it, sniping it. And by the time I found by the time it found out where where I was, I had basically knocked all the components off of it. 
and killed it. I I got up, took two steps forward, and oh, by the way, there's three more in this area. I was just like, oh, this is it's too much. What, was yeah. this at least like a boss section? This wasn't just like a random thing in the wild or something. No, not a ball section. It's just a random thing in the wild. Because like certain areas will be like, oh, there's um like there's one that there's a beast that looks like a uh, a deer, and then there's also one that looks like an alligator, and so so on and so forth. It's just like, oh, this is the area where this thing is, and this is the area where this this thing is. This was just the area that it was in, and I hadn't uncovered it in the map. I just wandered into it. I'm just like, oh. I was gonna say like I I can handle the like the occasional invisible enemy for a boss fight sort of thing like I'm thinking of the Metal Gear Solid franchise like the elevator mini boss encounter with the invisible guys like Metal Gear Solid three with the end or even with the sniper girl from five whose name I don't remember like wow. those are experiences I can enjoy but those are enjoyed as a like a one off I wouldn't want to have multiple of those in a game yeah it's it's very annoying. Um, but the story is actually really good and heartbreaking. It's a very good, it's a very good story. Very, uh, very, very solid. Um, I do kind of see like why people were just like, oh man, this feels dated compared to breath in the wild. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I can absolutely see why, but it looks fantastic. Even I'm running mine. On, I was running mine on PS five and it has a, it has a patch for it and it looks really good still. And Aloy is a great character. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, I got one more thing, but I think it might overlap with something you're playing, so I'll I'll, yeah, so I'll shove that. I have, I have a feeling I know what you're talking about. And speaking of the games that I've been playing recently, I just managed to get through the main slash first post story of Pokemon Violet. Oh my goodness, this game actually hits. I in me in a way that a Pokemon game hasn't hit me since I was a small child. The open world of it all feels so good. It feels better than what they did with Sword and Shield. It feels better than the subsections in Arceus. Unfortunately, that's with lots of technical issues, but the open world and just the catching of Pokemon running around the open world and the fact that the fact that you can just go anywhere, that makes up for it enough that I would still recommend it's worth playing despite it being a graphical opposite of Masterpiece. Yeah, I'm on the Scarlet end of things. Um, I've had a few crashes, nothing too detrimental because the game, because I'm catching so many Pokemon and all that stuff, like the game saves a lot. So there was never a time in my three, maybe four crashes. It might have just been three. I can't remember. Let's just say three. In my three crashes that I ever lost, like a ton of like data or anything. So it was just like, oh, man, a little five minute trek over here and get back to what I was doing. Unfortunately, I did. I did have one crash uh, right after I finished the gym fight, and it was just like, oh, "Do the gym fight again?" But oh, oh no, that took me like five to ten minutes. So it's it sucked, but it's not nearly as bad as other games with auto saving. This game is very good with its auto saving. Yeah, I will say the one thing that does disappoint me is is the gym battles, just because Sword and Shield, for as many complaints as that, it's oh, it's super linear. It's no. Real big change to the Pokemon formula. I loved the stadium feel. And that song. You cannot beat that song. That's the best gym fight song ever. You didn't love the crystallizing and all of the sudden the invisible crowd goes. No. <laughs> no. All of a sudden, that vocal chorus that sounds like they've just forgotten to the words of the song they were singing. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely did not like Terra, whatever it was called. I think it's a stupid gimmick. I, I actually like the gimmick. I like the gimmick more than the giantizing. I like it more than the XZY moves or the XZY evolution things that they had in the last couple of generations. I've not been I've not been big on any of the on any of the gimmicks, honestly. This is the closest one to one that I've actually kind of liked. At least but, at least they they look really nice. I like the crystallized look. I like the idea of like, oh, you think I have this Pokemon? Well, actually, I'm about to terror type it, so it's a completely different type. So you, your battle plan might be screwed up. Just because like, okay, there's almost kind of some strategy there. Almost kind of, all right, I can get behind it a little bit. And Hilda's in the game. <laughs> yes. But the new Pokemon in this one are some of the best new Pokemon. I, I genuinely love all three starters. And there's so many really cool wild Pokemon. I love the freaking Hilda that you just mentioned, the little pink steel fairy, which just carries around a hammer that just gets bigger and bigger as it digivolves. It's so good. I absolutely love the thing. When I first when I first saw it, I think I caught it. I caught it. No, I caught it. In its, I caught it in its first form. I was like, oh, this is a neat little thing. And then I evolved it. And I look at the second form like, is this thing Hilda? And I was thinking that it looks like three hopes Hilda with their, with like the bun haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sure enough, I get onto Twitter and people are just like, Oh my God, the third evolution for this thing is Hilda. I was just like, Oh, this is amazing. I love this thing. Tinkaton is great. Probably, probably I'd, I would put it up there in my favorite Pokemon of all time category. And I honestly, this game, I'd put it, put it as my favorite Pokemon game. Like for, Pretty much forever, gold has always had that. Gold, silver has had that title. But I genuinely really love this. And on top of it, for once, the story isn't bad. It's not like a 10 out. It's an amazing story, but it's just like, I actually kind of almost care about these characters. It's the most I've cared about the characters in a Pokemon game since way back when. And Goku's in the game, too. <laughs> she is absolutely Goku. As, what was her name? Nimona? Or Lamona yeah. or something like that? I, I played this on stream, but just for my ridiculousness on stream, I I role played it as my character was Kuobar and I just made her Yarmesh and I was just like, this weirdly fits. This weirdly <laughs> kind of fits. <laughs> I saw this amazing fan art talking about Dragon Ball. It, it, it was like, it was basically the scene where Goku goes Super Saiyan for the first time where, oh no, spoilers for Dragon Ball Z. Frieza takes Krillin throws him in the air and blows him up, except it was Mewtwo doing it to the, uh, what's the, is it Quack, Quaxical or whatever it is? Yeah, the third form? Yeah, the third form of Quaxley. Except <laughs> Mewtwo does it to Quaxley, or whatever the form is called, and Nimona, like, it has the panel of her being, like, Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet Violet's a good time. Um, obviously, the technical issues. For me, I'm going to be a little harsh here. I think that when you are the number two most multi, what am I trying to say? They're the number two most grossing multimedia franchise of all time behind Winnie the Pooh, I think. When you're raking in that much money, there's no reason that all your resources should not be going in to make this game and time as well and time 
as perfect as it possibly can because I've seen think pieces out there being like, well, the switch, I guess is the switch. You just can't handle the switch. You know, the technology, it's so old now, but I'm just like, okay, well, Xenoblade Chronicles one, two, and three look amazing on this. Dying light looks amazing on this witcher doom. I mean, I can keep going with games if you like, um, even Pokemon Arceus. title of breath of the wild looks a billion times better than this. Yeah. Well, I, don't go to the Kokorok forest or the Kokiri forest, whatever it is. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you'll have massive slowdowns. Um, but the thing piece is that the switch like needs all this new technology stuff. It's just not true. It, yeah, it doesn't. If, if a game that we're about to talk about that comes out in a little over a month, I think that looks freaking beautiful. It's not open world, but dang, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous and you can make a game look gorgeous on this system. You just need to have the time and the resources and not rushing this team. And I know people have been like, well, th this, there's only 167 developers at Game Freak. I'm just like, hold up. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was made with 40 developers because most of their team was overdoing Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> what's uh, the difference there? Hopefully I, I can be pessimistic and say like this will hopefully be the worst it looks and maybe the next one will be better if I could be blindly optimistic. I yeah, yeah. But because, because you know that they're still going to hit their they're coming out with a new game every year, basically. It's not like it's not going to be a mainline entry. It's, it's going to be in the next year. It's going to be another remaster or maybe next year we'll get another uh, Legends game. But they're going to keep doing this. I would love another Legends game. Legend, free, Legends Arceus is probably my new favorite next to gold. I would say like Legends Arceus or no, I would say like gold slash heart gold or whatever. And then Legends and then Pokemon Scarlet. Arceus well, was definitely a lot of fun. You know, I would say Scarlet slash um, Black and White because those were also really good games. To touch on other games I've been playing, I played a lot of Vampire Survivors, probably too much. It is probably the best release of a game on a console that I would probably sunk another hundred hours if it was on Flash, like on Armor Games 15 years ago. It is a very plain looking game, but dang it, the gameplay is absolutely addictive of just running around trying to survive, pick up buffs. Simple gameplay, lots of fun. And of it's course, on, uh, it's on Game Pass, right? That's a Game Pass game. It's been in early access for like a year, but it finally just came out of early access like a month ago. And I had a, have had a lot of fun with it. Nice. If, if you're listening to this and you, only own, and you only own a Nintendo Switch, I do think getting an Xbox an xbox and game pass is worth it so many games like there's a game that i just started playing that came out on game pass like unchained memories or something like that it's, it's chained echoes i think chained echoes is right like it is straight up old school jrpg in the best sense it feels like what if you mixed a little bit of chrono trigger octopath traveler in my sense, because like it has all of the multiple characters and like the stories are a little bit overweaving right now. And I just got to the part where six of the characters came together and, you know, there are slots for two more battle systems, good turn base with switching people out. And ah, I recommend Chained Echoes if that's the name of the game. I'm greatly enjoying it. But I've yeah, heard far. some good things about it. Yeah. And also been playing uh, Persona 5 Royale. Because that also came on Game Pass because I'm, I'm freaking loving that because it's still one of my all-time favorite games. I'm happy to play it again. It's installed on my PC Game Pass and my Xbox through it Game Pass. I'm just looking at it and I'm just like, 
Oh boy. Oh boy. If I play it, I'm just going to get sucked in. <laughs> or you could wait another month and just wait for three and four to come out on the game pass. Cause I know I'm going to want to play those again. <sighs> I actually, I actually have four, uh, golden on steam and I'm just, I've just looked at it in the same way. I'm just like, I'm just going to get sucked <laughs> in if I play it. Even, uh, even now, as I'm looking at the icons on my computer, I see persona four chrono trigger KOTOR 2. I'm just like, oh no. And then I bought Digimon Cyber Sleuth for like twelve forty nine. Very good games. The Cyber yeah. Sleuth games are so fun. Too um, many games. There are too many games, but one game that I know I'm going to get sucked into. One game I know I'm going to play like 100 hours into. One game I know I'm going to stream a lot of and I cannot wait to do it. We're just over a month away from Fire Emblem Engage. I'm um, sorry, you say something I'm busy. Uh... This ring, it's, I gotta polish it. Sorry. I, I, okay, I I understand the spirits that are in the ring are gonna be, they want you to polish it and it's gonna make them happy, but I'm, I'm personally, I'm going to avoid doing that. You Maybe you avoid doing that. I don't like the face that Sigurd makes when you rub it. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you like that, Sigurd? Yeah. Oh, heal those, I'm gonna, gonna heal those burns, yeah. Uh... Deidre won't know what hit her. Uh, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> If I rub this ring hard enough, maybe they'll consider bringing genealogy to the West, huh? huh? September 13th, 2022. <laughs> we got the first announcement of Fire Emblem Engage, and we did talk about it here on the Emblem Sport Podcast. But since then, more trailers have come out, and we want to do a mini deep dive on what's going on with Fire Emblem Gage. We can't do the full deep dive right now because most of the trailers are in Japanese. That There have been so many Japanese trailers released of this game, and I've only been able to understand a very, 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 very small percentage of them. And we'll get into it later, but oh my goodness, start releasing the English trailers, please. Yeah, I, I was just, I was looking at Cardwiz and I was telling him this. Um, I was like, well, I was like, well, they released like a second trailer. So I guess after that, they'll just maybe do another preview and then they'll release the game. Like, I don't think there's been a Fire Emblem cycle like this for a long time where they're just constant dump and stream of info. Usually it's trailer here, trailer here, maybe mention here, mention there. Ooh, a little piece of a commercial here and then, okay, game's out, go play. But this has been ridiculous. I'm logging into our Twitter account every single day it's like and it's just a, a flow of Japanese videos and stuff. So we're going to do our best to cover as much as we can here. Um, Cardwiz is the maestro behind this one. And I said, Cardwiz, you can get all those notes. <laughs> and, and he has done an amazing job. As was discussed, we did already have a big discussion and speculation over that initial direct trailer. We did a lot of breakdowns of it. But let's go ahead and move on to the next trailer that came out after that. November the 16th, we had the Divine Dragon Awakens trailer, which we have a very sad cutscene in which Alir, our protagonist, Toothpaste Chan, their mother dies within his arms. Oh, dang it, the, another parent died. Son of a gun. Take it off your bingo boards. Yep, I'm just... Uh, sh 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 yep, okay, so... Uh, that was the center square. That was the freebie. Yeah, pretty much. Congrats, Elliewood, still. <laughs> mm -hmm. <sighs> As uh, Lumera, who was called on the Fire Emblem website, the divine dragon ruler of Holy Lithos, who vanquished the fell dragon a thousand years ago. As they lie in a leer's lap, she says, gather together all twelve rings. 
when your scattered memory returns to you, you must fight on with the utmost divinity. And Alir agrees by giving her a pinky promise. Because nothing is more sacred than a pinky promise, dang it. The thing that does actually make me question, there's something I question about Lumiere's death. And is like, when will Lumiere's death actually happen? Will it be something that's supposed to be emotional? Or will it just be like, yeah, I guess she's dead like Makoto was in Fates. Okay, our, let's place our bets now. Over or before or after chapter six? Oh, a bet. What is the... Okay, okay, okay. I think Lumaire is going to die before chapter six. That is fair. Like, I, I was given a little bit of credit because I think Geralt didn't die until chapter eight or nine or so. I want to say Hector in Fire Emblem six dies. Oof, I don't remember. I want to say eight or so i'd have to look it up i don't, I don't remember it's been too long since i played that portion of fire emblem six we will have to find out about this death in just over a month are there any stakes to this bet we don't know about any choices in this game so maybe we'll be able to force the other to make a choice or no we'll, we'll figure this out we'll make up a bet maybe we have to have alir has to stick with our least favorite of the lords maybe i don't know I'd say that, but I like all the lords. I like all the people in the rings. Dang it. I know. <laughs> Even Corn looks like she's going to be amazing. We'll get to Corn a little bit later. Oh my goodness, what Corn can do. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on to continue this Divine Dragon Awakens trailer. Marth uh, returned. Apparently, he got activated because Alir remembered him somehow. But how are we going to remember? Is it just like the wording they use to be like, oh, you got your the ring, therefore you remembered me? Or are we actually going to have to get a history lesson? Just a hypothetical. Or are we actually going to have to learn about the history of these characters, of these rings that we're going to get? I don't know. Maybe we'll have to relive some battles. <laughs> okay, maybe that. What is interesting is that Marth is all over the promotional art for this game too. So it seems like he's going to, he's going to be like, the one that has the most to do with Alir. Oh yes, Martha's going to be the first one that we get. He's probably going to be there, maybe not from chapter one, but Martha's going to be probably at our side throughout the entire game. Basically, he might be our secondary protagonist, depending on how much they pl- have the emblems be a part of the story. Yeah, I can see us getting him right around chapter two or like early chapter three. And after this, we are introduced to a dark presence who emerged named Sombron, who basically has a bunch of purple flames around him and has three eyes. And he looks like our bad guy, or at least for the first part. Sorry, I read that as Sombrero. (laughs) Okay, so we learn more about we will learn more about Sombrero in the future. Alir goes on Marth what Alir was like and Marth, I don't know what direction the voice actor got here, but the voice actor for Marth seems to be holding back a little bit, it feels, as Marth claims that Alir was kind, but doesn't need to remember everything at once. In my mind, is that like, did Alir used to be evil? Are are we going to, my hypothesis, are we going to have full-on Mafek, Paragon, Renegade stuff going on? Because we got the blue and red toothpaste here. Is there actually like a gameplay reason for that? Maybe like, maybe there's a chance we have renegade options of some sort and our hair becomes more red in the later half. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out here. This is a reckless hmm. speculation podcast, partially. 
I do like that. That would be interesting to have red or blue. Heaven forbid we get purple hair in there. Oh my goodness. We will encounter different lands besides Firnay, including Barodia, the kingdom of might. Solm, an open-minded country. Elusia, a snowy land where some worship the fell dragon. Oh no. And also we meet four characters who, through promotional uh, wordings we've learned are the four hounds and they seem to have emblem rings of their own including we get to see a scene where marth's hair starts to turn red so the enemy gets to have we get to encounter evil versions of our protagonist from past fire emblem games i i guess that makes sense we got to balance out our rings somehow by the enemy having something it does make me wonder though like is are there two different rings right like Maybe the maybe like Alir has Marth, the good guy, and maybe there's a second ring that's also Marth, and maybe that Marth is a bad guy. I don't know because it would kind of go with their dual hair thing, right? Hold on to that. I just thought of something. Once you said that, that will make sense later on in our analysis. Okay. Hmm. And the trailer ends with Sombrero saying, "Everyone you care about, they are all dead." But I must question, when is this being asked? Or who is everyone that is dead? Is this talking about the people from when Alir first fell asleep? Or is this possibly a cutscene that happens halfway through the game? And just like, oh, a lot of people we know are going to die. We will know these answers eventually. But it would be a long time before we got a new trailer. A whole couple of weeks. We would get the Engaging the Emblems trailer on November the 22nd. And the trailer would show off how show off the emblem rings and some of their powers. Let's go over some like the technical stuff of how this works. Equipping the ring sinks the emblem with that unit. Any unit can equip any emblem ring, it seems. And whenever they sync up, you get a significant power increase, which I'm going to be very honest, kind of scares me because it seems like that's going to be overpowered and unbalanced but i can't know that for sure until i get my hands on the game but gotta be straight up that's my biggest worry about this and i'm going to feel compelled to not use any rings because i'm going to be too overpowered one thing that i saw that i that i was kind of correct about was that when i was talking about types so it's like uh sigurd was with that blonde haired kid i can't remember what his name is and it was like, oh, he rides, he's a mounted unit and Sigurd's a mounted unit. And it looks like there will be bonuses if your if you're like types match up. So if someone's using Celica and they're a mage, they're going to have like bonuses. But if Celica's with someone who isn't a mage, they're prob- they probably won't be as strong as, a, as if they would if they were with a mage unit. It might just be a completely different set of bonuses. Maybe Celica gives firepower if she's equipped to a sword person. I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. I just, I hope that it, it, it seems that it's giving us that freedom to equip anyone with anyone and it's still going to be viable. Uh, hopefully there's not like a system where it's like, if you're not equipping Alir with Marth, you're an idiot because it's too overpowered, but we'll see with time once we get our hands and are able to experiment with it fully, but how it's going to work is we'll be able to fuse the character with the emblem to enter in the engage mode and launch engage skills as well as engage attacks. We see one of the skills being Sigurd's ring has an override, which basically lets them add like, like I think it was like five or six straight up extra move to their move. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Utterly broken. 
especially if your unit is already, as we mentioned, already a, a horse unit. So, oh, you, you probably know this. What do horse use? Horse movement usually get like nine, maybe. Uh, usually like eight, I think. And I, some of the Pegasus Knights might get nine. Okay, but it, then well, you add, it's usually seven to eight. Okay, but seven to eight, and then you add another seven to that. And if there's Canto in the game, <laughs> I mean, you you can just do hit and runs all the time. Oh my goodness! The Sigurd Ring is going might be the most overpowered of everything we've seen so far. But and we've seen some good rings so far, like Celica, who apparently can split her magic attacks around, and has a warp Ragnarok. So that's fun. Goku. <laughs> uh, we see Corin having the ability with a dragon vein and torrential war to basically affect the terrain of the battlefield including having a water laser that looks like fun i, I saw this equipped to the um oh, i forget what i forget what his name is but he's the prince he's he's one of, he's one of the two black characters that we've seen and like he actually like throws his arm out and it forms like that giant hand thing that corn's dragon form normally forms. I was just like, Oh, that's yes, like, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Like we're at, our characters are actually taking on the full on abilities of the emblems. When we engage, we are fusing to become one. We also get a look at Phyllis ability, which is instruct and the goddess dance, which basically means like, Oh, Byleth is the dancer class in this one. My speculation from last time is like, oh, we've got to have more than 12 rings. We don't have a dancer. We don't have a staff user. It's like, nope, it's these 12. But Byleth ha has the dancer power, basically. But to help balance a little bit so it's not the most overpowering thing in the universe, this engaged status only lasts for three turns and has to be recharged. But And that was mostly it for that trailer. That th trailer just gave us the basics of what these emblem rings do. And it wouldn't be until December the 8th when we got a new trailer. Oh, you did miss something. Uh, oh, please. Lynn, Lynn has uh, yeah. Astro Storm. Yes, we got to see Lynn who has the Astro... Which basically just seems like a ballista attack. It's like, yeah, you can just shoot arrows, like five arrows into the air, and it hits that person on the other side of the map. It's like, sure, thank you. Thanks, Lynn. But it wouldn't be till December the 8th at the Game Awards, in which we saw even more. We got to see the wonder that was Hades 2. Guys, Hades 2 was coming out. Let's go play Hades 2. It's the most, Hades 1 is one of the greatest games ever. Go play Hades 1 and let's all play Hades 2 when it comes out. Let's go buy it. Card Cardwiz. Cardwiz. What? What? We're, we're, we're talking about Hades 2. No. No. We're not? No. We're talking about how Xenoblade 3 Chronicles was robbed of the best music category. Look, God of War only has two hours worth of music xenoblade chronicles 3 has 11 come on i am now. i am now intensely playing my flute right now in agreement with you let's be real let's be real recency <laughs> bias is a thing listen i have a whole okay. thing let's let, let's let's take a breath put put the flute away let's let's calm down take a deep okay. breath okay and let's talk what okay. everyone loves to talk about d l c Yes, day one DLC, my favorite. Yes, the Game Awards did it. release a trailer that confirmed that there will be an expansion pass, including day one, which doesn't surprise anyone who's paid attention because we've had day one Fire Emblem DLC since Awakening, as we discussed on the previous Awakening podcast. In this, we will have four waves to this DLC, and the website actually confirms what all four waves are, but we only got confirmation of the first one at this trailer, and that trailer includes 
two new emblems, not ring, not emblem rings, but two new emblems of the three lords from three houses and also young Tiki. Ooh. And you mentioned the Corin with the hand turning into a dragon. We got to see Alir straight up turn into a dragon with the power of Tiki. Yeah. And it looks like whoever Tiki's teamed up with, it'll actually change what kind of dragon they are. Like it's still the same dragon, but like one time I saw one that was yellow, one was red. I think I saw one that was white as well. And along with these two characters, we will also get in-game support items, which is probably like a Draco shield and a freaking power ring or something like that. For a goddess icon. It's it's going to be those things. I could, I'm bet that's another thing. I'm, I bet that's what it is. We'll get in-game accessories, more costume items, and kind of like the slightly first time it's felt like kind of scummy with the DLC. We get the silver card. I don't like that being DLC. That doesn't feel right. I want if I if there's going to be a silver card in the game, I want to be able to steal it from a thief on the other side of the map that I have to sleep. Otherwise, he's going to escape in three turns and you have just about no way to get there unless you take your horse unit, take your thief, run over there, drop a thief. Make sure the horse unit runs in front of the guy. Then you got to sleep. You know what? Maybe DLC was the right call card was. No, I refuse. It Make was the it right pure. call. They were giving us Sigurd's movement. We're fine. We could have gotten it. No problem. But I did check out the Fire Emblem website, the website for Fire Emblem Gage, and it does confirm that wave two of the DLC will have in-game support items as well as new in-game accessories. Wave three is going to have additional emblem characters, probably two like this first wave and wave four much like the three houses new story new characters locations and maps as well as new class types backing up to wave three um since it just says additional emblem characters like who would you think would be emblem characters like would you think that actually i'll i'll, I'll let you speak first on that Close your ears wardo okay i think we're getting crom you would do this to me yeah. Right here, you would do this to me. No, um, I think Chrom would be one. And then I also thought, well, we're also missing like Hector, Elliewood, and Alm as well. Those would be solid choices. Outside chance, maybe Ephraim. Yeah. Oh, did you do you not know about Ephraim? What about Ephraim? He shares the same ring as Erica. Really? I I, I freaking looked at the website because I was like, is it Ephraim or Erica? And I looked at the. I looked at the Japanese website and they only showed Erica's. So I was like, okay, it's just Erica. Yeah. There's, an, there's like an attack animation and it says Erica, but it's, but, er, but Ephraim's on there as well. And then they have an official um, art as well. And it's Erica and Ephraim as one single ring. I don't know how, but cause all they've shown is Erica by herself. So I don't know how that works. Well, we've seen that we're going to have all three of the three houses, Lords in one, uh, not ring one emblem thing. So sure. Why not? But the thing that most excited me about looking at this is like that new class types, because I don't know about you. I haven't seen anything about classing, whether we would have be able to have reclass our characters like in three houses or how it was going to work out. But seeing that new class types makes me think, oh, maybe we still do have the same uh, passing of tests in order to get to another class. Maybe that's still a thing, because I, I don't know about you. I, as I said, I haven't seen anything about it, but the new class types in my mind thinks that, okay, maybe there's a chance of it. It could be similar to how Fire Emblem Echoes DLC had new classes and they were called overclasses because in that game they had your tier one, your tier two and your tier three. And then the DLC added overclasses, which was like these super 
really amazing looking glasses. Again, that DLC was a little bit too pricey for me, but it could be something similar to that. But there is, there is one thing that does worry me about this DLC, and that's the timing of the waves. Like, what we've seen with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is that it has an expansion pass, and I've already finished the game. I put 100-and-something hours into it, and I'm done with the game, but all the DLC isn't even out for that game yet. Well, are we going to see something similar here, where it's just like, by the time I'm ready to finish the game, the DLC hasn't even released yet? That's something that does kind of worry me. That's absolutely how it's going to be. That it's the weird part of having a story-based game with DLC waves. It's just you're going to have to if you're getting the expansion pass, you're accepting, okay, I definitely have to come back to this in like 6 months in order to get my money's worth out of it to play this again with all of the content. Yeah, but I guess that's why they're having the new story part in there too. So that could be something yeah. else as well. But while that is the last English release trailer that we we're going to talk about, there was a Japanese trailer which showed a ton of stuff. And I feel like I can't ignore it because it just showed so much. So there's going to be a little bit more reckless speculation in this one because I can't read Japanese and the YouTube translation was not working that great when I jotted these notes down. So we'll see how it turns out. So we got a Japanese exclusive trailer the same day, the same night as the Game Awards, this came out, which gave an in-depth look at the home base of Somnial. We get to see a lot of different things about it. First thing we see, a chamber with 12 pedestals, which probably represent the 12 rings, and another pedestal in the middle. We see Alir go up to this pedestal, and there are a lot of menu options. One of them includes spending a currency called SP in order to seemingly unlock the powers of the emblems. Showed a bunch of the symbols for a lot of the skills. For example, I definitely saw like sword level one, sword level two, sword level three, that you're going to have to spend the currency in order to really power up your emblems. So maybe that's something that'll help these emblems be less overpowered as I fear. You have to really spend a currency to make them powerful. However, that currency is, we'll figure that out later. And then on another screen in the same menu, we show emblems. It, it shows the emblems, and over the emblems, it shows like 40 ring slots, to which I just stood up and screamed, called it, because there's a freaking gotcha mechanic to this. Heck yeah, baby. Uh, it wasn't you- going to happen. I thought it was going to happen. I was like, no, they'll just be the 12 rings. The whole Xenoblade style gotcha system. It or Xenoblade 2 gotcha system. That's insanity. No, it's here. Yep, we spend in some sort of star currency in order to get rings. You can either get them one at a time or 10 at a time. And I always get them 10 at a time because I got to get that addiction. I got to get see all of them come up at the same time. Sadly, it doesn't do the phone gotcha things where you spend 10 and get an 11th one. But whatever, whatever. It doesn't have to do everything like I want it. I, I don't. I'm not addicted. I'm not addicted at all. But you're able to get different rings, and each ring seems to be from a character from a past Fire Emblem game. Like, you could see Navarre in that trailer. And if you wanted to, it shows that if you get, like, two bronze Navarre rings, you can fuse those two bronze ones to get a silver Navarre, and that silver Navarre will have better stat increases. And so you'll be able to equip those rings probably to your emblem or to yourself also 
to get a passive buff. I will figure out how exactly that's going to work, but I'm very excited for it. If there's only, say, 12 emblems, right? Or 12 rings. I'm, I'm getting confused. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> rings. If there's only 12 rings, obviously your party's going to have more than that as far as like characters go. So it could be that you take these rings and you can like give them to your other characters that you're not going to be equipping characters like Marth and Lucina and all them other two uh, characters that, too. That's possible. What makes me not think that though is on that screen that showed the 40 empty slots, it was for the emblems specifically. It wasn't for the other characters. So that makes me think, well, maybe they're like collection pieces, but I, We'll we'll figure it out how it goes, but I don't think how you described it is how it's going to work, but maybe it will. Okay. Know. We also discover that rubbing is back. <laughs> I didn't have to carry this over from the 3DS. I didn't need this in the 3DS to begin yes. with. Yes. Yes. Rub the rings. Rub them. <laughs> we have to rub the rings to make them happy. And as we're rubbing the ring, we get to see the character who were rubbing down on the side and they're just like making faces like oh oh hmm as we're mm. rubbing them like, no 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 yes. no yes. no make me shine card was make me shine <laughs> moving on we see a leer enter this ocean water dimension or something and it looks like we can do free battles here and just like oh i challenge you to a battle and just have like a one-on-one -on -one. and you seem to you get experience out of this so i guess this is like an optional way to grind it it looks like they're bringing that back from um genealogy the holy war where your castles you could actually put your units in your like castle base and then it has like an arena underneath and your units could actually battle it out for xp and stuff it we did have the arena in three houses but you didn't get experience for it sadly yeah, it, it was the same thing in uh, Fire Emblem Fates. You got wheat. Yeah, but now we get experience, and I much prefer experience to wheat. Sorry, wheat, as much as I love my breads. And then we got something I wasn't expecting. It looks like it appears that there is like a map slash base editing system. So like you can create maps, it seems. It, it kind of reminded me how it was in Fates where your home base could be a, a map if you sent out your code to people. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But it seems like you're able to place things. Like, you have a build limit. Like, I, there are slots for ballistas, cannons, defensive tiles, and all sorts of things. So it's just like, it looks like they might be going really into the multiplayer, potentially, of this. It's something worth keeping an eye on. But Because I, I wasn't expecting that, but hey, it's here. And we also get to build up our friendships from before. It doesn't seem that Engage on the surface has as deep these social systems as the previous games have, but you're still able to dine with your friends in order to raise the affection. You're able to still find lost gifts, it appears. And also, th there's a petting zoo? Yeah. There, there, there's a camel and a, and a donkey and a kitty and sh sure... It's, I saw the, saw the camel. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why is there a camel here in the sky? <laughs> there are camels in the sky. There are big, tall, terrible camels in the sky. Yeah, and 
there's you have the ability to work out. You you could see yourself doing push-ups and doing basically playing Ring Fit Adventure, I guess. In Fire Emblem. I, I don't know what's going on with that, but sure. You can get an SSS score in it, apparently. Don't know what it's going to accomplish, but it's there. And we even have our own little mascot. It's a, just a tiny little dog, which makes me think of a baby Noish, if you remember from Tales of Symphonia, that weird white and green dog thing. I was thinking more along the lines of Doraemon. I could say Doraemon. It's like that. It's like a blue cat with a bright red nose. Obviously, this doesn't have a red nose, but like the general body shape is almost exactly the same. Anyway, Fire Emblem Gage has decided that we need a mascot character. Like, it, it's, it's not a good... You're not playing a JRPG unless you have a mascot character you might hate a little bit. It also... This trailer showed off there are lots of accessories. A ton of accessories. They're going full on with accessories in this one. We've got a new fishing minigame where it looks like you have to pull back instead of just uh, pushing buttons. And we have tarot cards i don't know what that does but we have tarot cards and the one they showed looks absolutely gorgeous that and one actually looks pretty interesting like i didn't mean to cut you off there no, but it was like it was like the top half of it was sigurd and he's standing triumphantly with the tear with the tear fring but then the bottom half of it is like him being like like the sigurd is actually like black and yeah. he's like he has a pained look on his face and there's like fingers pointing at him, like saying, this is your fault. I was like, does that going to mean something? Is it fitting into that? Like our emblems can turn evil. Maybe I guess. Yeah. And I mean, with the card being, I mean, if you know Sigurd and you know his fate, then like, you know, some of the things that happened afterward are partially his fault. Ah, <laughs> uh. On top of showing us freaking tarot cards, there was also a weird like dragon riding mini game, which made me think of a Panzer Dragoon of just like shooting things out of the sky. I guess. That 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 was weird. But Panzer hey, Dragoon's back, baby. Heck yeah! And you know what else is back? The Amiibo Gazebo. Yes, and you can use it to. I. This is where I wish that the uh, subtitles had worked for me because. They were showed off tickets, and I'm like, can you only get these tickets from the Amiibo gazebo? And these tickets were being exchanged for accessories that made you look like characters from past games and tickets that paid for songs from the pre previous games. So it's like, I really wish you would have... I wish, wish this was in English so I could know if they are locking these accessories and music behind Amiibos, because that would be scummy. Something that I did wonder about is that we were looking at female O'Lear and she changes into um, Lucina's outfit and I think Micaiah's outfit. And I was thinking, okay, does that mean like, will these costumes be gender locked? So a male, like male O'Lear can't be Micaiah's outfit or Lucina's outfit? And we are wrapping up this trailer by, uh, let's just take a nice little nap in our nice <laughs> big bed here and just sleep. Ah, so relaxing, so nice. Yeah. And why did one of my teammates walk into my room to wake me up? No. Are you awake yet, Cardwiz? Wait, it's time to get out of my room. No, I do not want people to wake me up in my bed. Do you want to go fishing, Cardwiz? That is not a feature. Do you, Do you want to go play Panzer Dragoon, Cardwiz? Personally, no. Please leave. Okay. Goodbye. All right.
But those are the biggest things from the main trailers that have come out. Although one thing has been confirmed by the Japanese Twitter account, which I only saw this morning. And apparently that is we have the Dragon Pulse back. We have the ability to turn back time. It's it's not a surprise that it's back, but it's nice to have the confirmation. Oh, the purists are upset. Let them stay upset because now we have the Dragon Time Crystal. Oh, I like the way that sounds. Dragon Time Crystal. Thank you, Google Translate. I'm okay with it being that. I actually like that name. It's Dragon Time. Dragon Zord. There's so much stuff that's just coming out from like these news. It's just like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I'm going to say tip of the hat to the Japanese wag of the finger. Maybe you get that card was yep. wag of the finger to uh, English outlets because there's nothing, nothing. The website has a little bit of information, but really it, it it's nothing compared to what they're just tweeting out on the Japanese Twitter account all day, every day, multiple times a day. It's it, it it's it's poor. It's poor on the English side. But since we're in the know, we let we let other people know, other people let us know. It's a community thing. Um anyways, forget that. Um so do you have any more theories or anything about the game? I think I've gone over most of my conspiracy theories for this game. And I very much look forward to seeing how wrong I am or how right I am. I was right about the gotcha. I have one thing. Please. And this goes back to like the initial mural, right? So now that we've seen everyone who's here in, in cutscene form, why is it that we're not getting like the special uh, or the brave version of Ike with Irvin or brave Lucina with a Thogan bow? It's just plain Lucina with the Falchion. And for some reason, Radiant Dawn Ike with the Ragnell. I'm just like, huh. I look forward to this. I'm, oh, I'm so excited for this game. We're just over a month away. I know. I know. I actually sent there's there's a picture in our Discord that is put of all the characters in case we need like a picture reference. But there's so many characters and there's so many things to talk about. And it's too much. I'm just like, I'm like oh my God. But it, you guys at home, do you want another emblem support podcast covering engage again before the game comes out? Cause you know, we're covering that when it comes out, but do you want another reckless speculation episode? Do you want us to go more into the lore of the world that we know about now? Please let us know if you want more, uh, engage content in the immediate future. And you can hit us up uh, on Twitter and Instagram at emblem supports. Uh, you can hit me up on plan Ordo on Twitter. What about you card was? You can find me at KD Corley on Twitter or at twitch.tv slash cardwiz, where I will be streaming this game a lot when it comes out, I hope. I guess with all that said, this chapter is complete. <laughs>